Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copite Podcast. Morning, is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cup Eye Podcast. And yeah, basically a reaction show to some of the stuff that's been happening recently. Fabinho, um, Leicester, Bayern Munich. Um, I'm away in sunny France, so I've been not re- kind of thinking about footy as much as I normally do. Um, but yeah, it's worth it's worth chatting about. I'll look for doing. But I'm joined, as always, by Christian. Christian, how are you doing, lad? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? It's my first question. Obviously, you're on holiday in France, so how's it going in France? Sounds, you know, nice, nice weather. A couple of, I think this morning wasn't wasn't too good, but it's brightened up. But it's been like over thirty every day, so I've just been sitting by the pool, beers, gin and tonics, <laughs> um, little dips in the pool, back on my little sun lounger, and then same as I am now, beer in hand. So all good. How's yeah, the weather? It's, How's the weather with you? It's 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 all right in terms of like being warm, but it's like cloudy, so it's not the best, and it's sometimes raining, but it's it's not cold or anything. It's just it's not the nicest weather to be out in uh, and stuff like that. So haven't done much uh, the last week on my holidays. So I'm starting working on Monday again. I'm actually in one way looking forward to it because the last week you just feel like okay. You've been you've been uh, off for a while, and when the weather is not nice, you you can you can just work in a way, don't you? So yeah, I mean, I think every time we've done a pod, you've said, "Oh, I've got like I'm still on holidays, still on holidays." So it's <laughs> nice to it's nice to hear that you're going back to work after a a long time off. But I agree, like after you've had like you know, even for me, I've been like two weeks off. I think you're probably ready to go back, aren't you? And have like a bit of 
normality, but um, it's always nice to have time off, always nice. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's get stuck into, like I said, the start, some of the stuff that's been been happening since we last done a show, because I think the last show we did was on this day, I think it was 28th of July, I think. So, not too long ago, which, and I'll try and do a couple more of the next couple of days of the on this days, but we haven't discussed the Fabinho stuff, which um, has kind of been confirmed over the last couple of days, and um, I think it's, for me, it feels a little bit different to Henderson. I think Fabinho, I suppose, was always going to leave at some point, as, as everyone is, but I feel like the way maybe that's happened for him, um, I, I can accept a little bit more because we saw, I know when we've talked about him, we've said he's had so many great seasons. He had one bad season last season, and you can you should be able to forgive that, but I felt like that was a natural declining of Fabinho, I thought, in like a, he wasn't surrounded by people with enough energy to sh- to kind of shield his weaknesses, as it were. But he was also declining, I think, to get basically the money back that you spent for him all those years ago. I think is I think it's great. I think it's great business. But he goes he goes with that with a with a nice gentlemanly handshake and and, and a thank you for the for the services that he provided over those years, doesn't he? Yeah, um, that's the thing. You know, we we saw him last season not being good at all, uh, and that was for many players in the team. Uh, you know, there were many of them not being good enough. But we were thinking, you know, what's going on? And they found form again in the in the end of the season. And I thought, you know, with his um, age being only twenty nine, that you know he can have another season and come back into form and actually have a couple of more seasons but I, I guess uh, when there's a bid on the table that is the same amount that we bought him for uh, and you know uh, whatever it is like five six years down the down the road uh, you will never get the money back if you don't take it now because obviously we'll only just get older and uh, even if I don't personally like it you know that it comes in money from the Saudi league uh, the club doesn't give a fuck what I think. You know, they just see the 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 possibility to get the money back and actually go and buy younger and something more of a you know prospect in that position. And uh, we probably have to discuss that as well because it haven't haven't ha- happened yet. But uh, you know, I think when you look at it, it was the right decision. Uh, even if I would have liked him to stay for another season at least. But you know, like I said, with the money on the table, they look at it and the the form he had last season. I think they just saw the chance to get the money and actually try to spend it wisely uh, now in this transfer window. So, like you said, you thank him for his services and, you know, wish him good luck. And uh, he'll always be, you know, welcome back uh, and regarded a legend in Liverpool. So that, that's the way it is in football, isn't it? Yeah, especially like when when he came in. I know Klopp's done like an interview on his reaction to Fabinho leaving. And like when he came in, in 2018, um, it was a bit of a surprise for everyone because it wasn't too long after the Champions League final. It was like a, trying to get everyone psyched back up for a new season, I guess. But he came in and for the cup for the at least three years or the two or three years he was that he was by far and away the best defensive midfielder in the world, and it weren't even close, was it? Um, but just a couple of stats from Fabinho's time at, at the club. So he played 219 games. 11 goals, 9 assists, 1 everything, which we've been all made up to see the Liverpool team do that over the, since, he, since he arrived. Um, win ratio, 63.47%, which is just is crazy good, really. 139 wins, 40 draws, 40 losses. 
So yeah, it's one of them that we, I, I agree, like we wouldn't have liked. And I think the the whole like discussion about where the money comes from, I think it starts getting a bit, a bit horrible really when you start thinking about that stuff and like the clubs that he's going to, like we mentioned with Henderson and whatever else. Um, yeah, I think it's it's the way footy's going, unfortunately. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we all don't want to be owned by um, a state or whatever. I think that's clear as Liverpool fans. I mean, there's some Liverpool fans who do, but I feel like um, that's kind of the way it's, it's going. And we, we have to maybe minimise that as much as we can, but I think there's only so much you can, you can do in, in regard to that, really. Um, but yeah, let's... We discussed Fabinho and, and the great stuff that he's actually. What's your, what's your have you got a favourite favourite Fabinho memory that we can that you want to discuss? Um, oh, well, there's so many though, but you know, the, obviously, the little uh, what is it called? His penalty, uh, the Penenka one, uh, and also uh, the game against Barcelona, obviously. Uh, where he was just, you know, massive, massive for us. And, you know, he was, like you said, he was the one of the best, if not the best defensive midfield in the world for a long period of time. And, you know, he, he played uh, perfectly in that position. Uh, so there's so many memories, but them two stands out for me. What about you? Yeah, I think them plus the City goal and the, the assist yeah, of course. for... Assist for Mane when we, we beat them and I think Shaqiri scored twice and um, Mourinho got sacked the game after um, or not long after that game. So yeah, there's, I mean, he wasn't like a, in terms of, like I mentioned earlier, like goals and assists, he got 11 goals and nine assists. So he got 20 goal contributions, but that wasn't what he was about. He was a, I think like Klopp mentioned, he was the, the destroyer to a lot and the dirty work man that allowed us to be the team that we were basically so that's that kind of what the compliment you can pay him that he allowed us to be Liverpool which is what we've all loved over the over the previous years um but yeah after Fabinho's gone it's when Liverpool have played a couple of friendlies actually I don't know if the last one was before probably probably was but I'm in I'm in France mode holiday mode I can't remember um but let's, let's discuss the uh, let's discuss the Leicester game uh, 4-0 a decent, a decent run out for the for the Reds, um, and yet the, the the goals that were scored. I think. I mean, I didn't get to watch the game unfortunately. I was a bit gutted when I was seeing people talking about it on Twitter and whatever. But I got to watch the highlights back, and some of the goals like Darwin Nunes getting one, Bobby Clark getting one, um, another youngster Ben Doak getting one, and then Jota getting one as well. I feel like it was a nice. Um, I mean, when you win. We say this every time, like when you win even pre-season games, it's nice, but it's not the it's not the be-all and end-all. It's all about fitness and trying to figure out how Liverpool are going to be playing this season and what what type of systems we can we can adapt. Um, especially like Leicester, I mean, not the greatest team, but we dispatched them quite easily. I mean, we'll get onto the buying game, which is a bit different, but we still played well in. But um, it, there was some really good stuff in that game that you can. It's one of those things that pre-season you need to build on those things and. And obviously, that like we mentioned as well in a couple of pods um, a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago, like giving the youngsters chance, chances like like Ben Doak, like Bobby Clark, players like that that can come into the side and show what they're capable of. And I think they've I think they've done that in in, in these games, haven't they? 
Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm very happy to see the youngsters score and you know have an impact as well, not just playing for the sake of it and show you know showing that we have got great talents, but actually coming in doing a great job. Uh, we all uh, know about Bandok, obviously he. Uh, came in last season and showed that he's you know a great talent but i really like what bobby clark has shown as well yeah you know the the son of lee clark isn't it who played for newcastle and fulham uh back in the day so obviously he's got the football blood uh, running in his veins um and i think you know he's playing quite mature you know he's still only what i can't remember if he's 17 or 18 but anyway you know a young midfielder playing mature coming in showing that he can actually do the job and you know i wouldn't say that he's in you know, being considered playing for us now in the Premier League, but it's nice to see that we got players who can actually come in and, and and you know provide with technique and vision and you know even scoring goals like he did. Uh, because he, I think he's a great talent. Uh, we don't want to rush them, but it's just nice to see. And his goal was obviously really good with Salah uh, giving him a pass and just you know finish it off straight away. But in the corner of the, you know, down the. Um, I think it was his like the the goalkeeper's right post or whatever, and it was just a great finish, you know, to find that little uh, corner. Uh, so you know that was all good, and it was nice to see Jota score, you know, with his head. You know, he's one of them. We still always popping up, uh, and we we know what he can do. So you know, it's good to see that he's back. Obviously, last season with his injuries and stuff, just see that he's actually involved, and we know what player he is, and he can play in all those kind of positions. So I'm just happy that he's he seems to be you know hitting form, even if it's preseason. You can see that he's got his timing, his runs. You know, he's, he looks fit. Uh, and then you know, again, Nunez used to score is good because he's the goal scorer. I like that. And then obviously with Ben Doak scoring his first goal as well. So I, I really enjoy that game, even if, like you said, if it's pre-season it doesn't really mean much when it comes to results but it's in terms of you know a boost and self-confidence but it's more of you know getting you know the the players to to play games and get all that kind of fitness into their legs uh, ahead of the season but it, yeah it was a really good game and like I said nice to see the youngsters you know provide uh, a lot of skills and you know excitement for us fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think the I think the Bobby Clark one as well, and like and Ben Doak as well, is I think people. I mean, Twitter's a different beast, like you say every time. Like people just want transfers, transfers, transfers. I I, I get it. It's, it's exciting. Like any when you sign a player, it's always exciting. Um, but like Liverpool do it in a way where we we can't break the bank on players, and that's been the way it always is. And we then we sign players from other. Um, other English clubs where we then we give them a pathway because it's cons- you can see the pathway like when I'm sure when Bobby Clark signed um, and I think 
and Wright and Klopp saying to him, like, oh, we've seen with like Harvey Elliott, he's got a pathway to the squad and he's 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 come in showing what he's made of and there's there's a pathway there for you. It's not gonna be blocked by thirty other fellas who are gonna bring in for half a million quid um that are gonna block your way. There's a pathway there and I think that's I think that gets forgotten a little bit in terms of like what you should be excited about about a club as well. Like I know like it's not as exciting when as when like a, a young scouter comes through, like when Trent has or Curtis Jones, because that they're like the flesh and blood of, of the of the city. Like, but when, even still, when you sign a young player from a different a different club, and they they come in and they get on board what you're trying to do, and they can, they've chose you because there's a pathway, and they want to get on board with it and show the skills and the very talented as well. Then I think like the likes of Bobby Clark, the likes of Ben Doka, prime examples of. Why Liverpool will continue to do that? I think uh, we've signed someone from Wolves, like some fourteen-year-old like centre back. I think there's been links with a another player from West Ham. Um, but these type of players are going to be more likely to choose Liverpool going forward because we we we've shown and we can provide the evidence that there's always going to be a pathway there for for youngsters. And I think if you sign talented youngsters early doors, get them used to the system or whatever, then when they come in, then it's it's and we've seen with Bichetta, it's like he's come in last season and been done amazingly well. So and, and we expect more of it this season. So I think that's I think that's always exciting. I think that kind of gets it's something that I'm always excited about, but I think it kind of sometimes gets forgotten a little bit by because um, it's not it's not as sexy as a signing a eighteen year old from Brazil for forty million. Like I get that, but I, I feel like it is undervalued a little bit in terms of how um how exciting that is. Um but yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about buying then because another one that I unfortunately missed but I was kind of keeping track with it on my phone and um literally the game started and it popped up Gapo goal and I was like fucking hell I couldn't believe how fast it scored. And then we get another one with Virgil van Dijk 28 minutes and you're like this is a bit mad because I, I saw our lineup and when I saw our lineup for the game I was like that is Quite close, I think, to what we'll see against Chelsea. I mean, I think I think Canate has to play instead of Matip, who started that game. And I think yeah. um, I think the only other change may be Diaz starting over Jota. I'm not sure, but I, th- I mean, it was, it was quite close, I thought, to what we'll see against Chelsea. And I mean, when you saw their side as well, I looked at what they were starting with, them, like Pavard, like Nusan and Kim, and Upamecano, Alfonso Davis, Kimmich. Now, brief, like really, a really talented team. That it was always going to be a difficult game. Um, but yeah, we we started the game well, didn't we? I mean, going going two 0 up after twenty eight minutes. I mean, they came back into it and got it to two two before half time. But I think it's. I don't know. I text you saying like, is it going to be another thirteen fourteen season where we're just going to try and outscore the opposition? I mean, it's not good for the old heart heart rate and blood pressure and all that. But I think. Liverpool have still got time to do business and I think we need to, it's obvious we need to do business still in the midfield area but I think some of the signs there that we can see um, are really promising especially on the attack in front aren't they? Yeah and you know I think we started really well obviously with a goal Gakpo scored and you know being really quick and just finish it off perfectly you know it was a beautiful goal uh, and it was really nice and the same way that Van Dijk went up and uh, you know headed that corner into the goal 
you know, we had moments in the game against a very, very tough uh, opponent and a very strong Bayern Munich team that we were really, really good. Uh, I really liked the way as well that, you know, Soboslai and McAllister were playing. Uh, and I think even with Curtis Jones was really good as well sometimes in that little role that he had as a number six. But you could tell when they came through and, you know, with all that speed that they had that, you know, he was caught a little bit in that position as well. So he's not used to playing there. But I think even if it did that for the under 21, you know, for England, I think he can still do a job. I don't say he should play there, but I could see that, you know, he got skills for it, but he was caught sometimes. Uh, and then obviously we had situations with um, Martip where I think his defending was really, really bad. And I think the defending overall was bad as well. We were, you know, too, too high line. I know we play with it, but it just, you know, I, I'm, I'm really scared when we played against, against, you know, players that are really quick and technical and they got the ability, you know, to just run uh, towards our defenders and just, you know, the way that the ran towards Matip or even come behind our defensive line sometimes. just It was just too easy and I don't want to see that. We need to fix that because that could be, like you said, if it's going to be the, the 13th, 14th season. I think we just need to fix the defensive way of playing because it will be, it will be so vital to how we will, I think, in my opinion, how this season will go as well because we, we know that when we bought Alison van Dijk, the whole defensive structure and with Fabinho after that, you know, became we became really solid. We didn't concede many goals. And then, you know, if we're going to concede many goals now, we always have to rely on the players offensively to actually score loads. And I know we got the, the, the abilities in those players that I can score goals, but I, I needed to be a balance for me, you know, in my opinion. So I think it was really sloppy and bad defensively, but I really liked some stuff that I saw offensively. So I just want some kind of balance. But again, you know, a great opposition, you know, to to show what we can do uh, and another game in the legs for the boys. So even if they went to win it in the end uh, with a youngster for them scoring a wonder goal, uh, I think it was just a great test for us now before we uh, getting... Um, to play another friendly before the season starts. Yeah, I think in, in a way, I think it was good to play Bayern at that time because they're not. I mean, I mean, Tuchel mentioned before the game they haven't got a defensive six either, and the, neither have, neither have we. But it's all about Liverpool are trying testing players in different areas, like say Curtis Jones, and we tried Trent in the six earlier in the in the preseason um, sessions. But I, I feel like Liverpool still need to. I mean, there's ten days until. Chelsea, which I mean, it's soon going to be nine days until Chelsea because it's, it's <laughs> late in the day today. Um, but there's still four weeks till the transfer window ends on. I think it's the first of September, so it's not. I don't think it's ideal, but it's Liverpool have had to be. Are going to have to be quite reactive in terms of like no one expected Fabinho and Henderson to leave. Did they? Thought, I think that's we were expecting both of them to still be in the squad, but Liverpool now have to do it. As quick as they can, I know. I don't know if I think a third bid for Lavia looks like it's going in. Um, I mean, centre back wise, this, I think we still need someone there, left centre back. I mean, ideally, we need. I think we need two in midfield, but I don't know if Liverpool are going to get to doing that in terms of um, money and the owners and stuff and how, how Klopp generally likes to do business anyway. Like Klopp doesn't like to get rinsed for. Um, overpaying for players because we, we can't afford to. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot to think about there. I think, and like you said, there's defending. From what I've seen, didn't look too good. I think 
Um, obviously, Liverpool are trying different things. Well, obviously, there's new players in there. Sobersly and McAllister looked really neat and tidy, looked very good as well, yeah. both of them. But they're still getting used to the system as well. They're still brand new. So I think it's yeah. one of them that it might be might be a little bit of a bumpy ride. But with the attacking quality we've got, if we get some players in, ideally before Chelsea, then I think defensive minded players definitely with a bit of pace and power and athleticism and yeah, a bit of energy in there. I think Liverpool can be yeah, a force to be reckoned with. But I, I agree it, it it's when you come up against Chelsea the first game, you're like they're an unknown quantity because of the new manager and stuff and loads of new players. Then Liverpool are gonna have to really turn up in, in that one and, and start the season as as good as they can because yeah, we need we can't afford to be messing around this season like we were last season, the start of the season. We need to be on form straight away. Um, but I just wanted to ask you then, because what with Chelsea coming up basically nine days from now on Sunday, what what are you thinking then? So, I mean, anyone we sign now anyway wouldn't even start. We know, I think we know that unless we went out and we had the capability to sign Caicedo for fucking 80 million or whatever, he'd start. But I feel like the type of player we're trying to get in, he wouldn't start anyway. So with what we've got in terms of um, personnel and, and squad depth and stuff. What what type of what type of formation do you reckon we'll we'll be thinking for, for for Chelsea? I think it's very close to what you said before. You know that that what we saw against Bayern Munich in the first half uh, will be the starting eleven, except for Martip. I think Konate needs to play there to be able to help with his speed. But I think you know. Like, because Thiago and Bicetic are both back in Liverpool, you know, doing the rehab, they won't be fit or and ready. I haven't, you know, read anything else, but, you know, they, they haven't been able to, to do the same kind of training and be in, you know, pre-season friendlies and play the game. So I don't expect any one of them to start. Um, you never know, but, you know, it could be that Curtis Jones actually get to play that little sixth role um, in the first game. And then we... We can always talk about who's going to play on the you know left hand side is Jota or Diaz but you know I thought Diaz was great uh you know he scored a very nice goal as well and was involved and he just looks very energetic so it's a tough task but I think what we saw from then it could be very close to what we will see against Chelsea what do you think yeah I think it's it's about trying to get players ready I think we've got the the last friendly against Darmstadt on Monday, I think, at Anfield. So that'll be a good, I suppose, getting ready for Chelsea. I mean, from there to the Chelsea game, there's the six days. So there's a bit of a gap there to yeah. hopefully bring in some players first and foremost, but also keep the, those sessions that we've got going at a high level. I think it's always good to end your pre-season at Anfield as well. I think that's always nice just to have fans in the stadium, give the new fellas a little taste of what to come with um, the new season and stuff. So... Yeah, I think I feel like that's gonna it's gonna be pretty similar to what we saw. Um, but I don't know, it's because it, we don't know. Like in terms of like the six and stuff, like Jones can do it, but he's not defensive minded. So there's a lot there's a lot of questions. There's more questions than answers at the moment. I think because of yeah people leaving and whatever and, and systems. But hopefully Liverpool can get it sorted a little bit. I think it's always like we said, results don't really matter in preseason, but. The general vibe of how people are feeling online gets swayed by if Liverpool like are looking like a, a bit defensively frail, which I, which I get, but you just need to keep it in the back of your mind that it's 
it's still a friendly it's still this is a test this is to see who clock is going to pick so they, it's up to the players to be to be shown what they can do and i think we saw some good bits and bad bits but i feel like if we just yeah with players coming in and, and we can eliminate those bad bits as much as we can and that's 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 pretty much all you can do isn't it yeah it's the same every preseason though there are good games there are bad games there are you know some players players showing uh you know bad stuff there are some players showing really great stuff and it, it happens every season so I'm, I'm you know even if i was like very happy for the goals and how we played against leicester and i was happy how we scored goals against Bayern munich and i was you know not happy with how we conceded goals but at the, at the same time it's just the preseason so you know it's still you still get your emotions because you you do you know love the the club and you want to you want them to win everything in every game even if it's if it's preseason but you know you should never take it too serious in terms of the results it's more like you said to actually get players fit and show Klopp the signs of who's going to play and it's really tough to say who's going to start as well because Nunez has scored many goals he wasn't as good against Bayern Munich but at the same time Gakpo showing that you know he got the skills so we, we don't really know when like I said Jota has been good Luis Diaz is now back he was really good <laughs> so it's just a very you know a luxury problem for Klopp to actually try to pick the first level against Chelsea but you know we got one training game before that and then they're going to have you know training sessions probably internal games or whatever you know to see but i expect the the new boys to start McAllister and Soberstar because you know even if they are new they show straight away that you know they got uh, they are the you know the real deal in terms of quality uh we need that energy into our team you know if we look at the last season and how it looked in, in, just in terms of energy and and you know pace and all that kind of stuff and they they provide it straight away uh, and i really love to see it so i'm looking forward to see them start anyway uh, and then we'll see whatever Klopp choose when it's time yeah i think the little bit i love from leicester is like the goal for the the pass for Nunes one where it's played into McAllister, it's one touch and it's or it might have been one touch and straight into a, a forward attack and left position. And it's like it's that speed of thought in those areas. And like the other bit I love the Sobis like, like winning the ball back and trying to chip from like the halfway line. Like yeah. to, to be that cheeky, I, I love that. And I feel like it's gonna take time for them to adapt. Definitely more for Sobis like uh, in terms of Premier League, but there's a lot of promising signs there. And, and I think like pre season as well, like and you, I always reference this when you talk about pre-season because I think it's always like you can twist anything to to fit what you're thinking. But in the season we won the league, we got beat 3-2 by Dortmund, we lost 2-1 to Sevilla and we got beat 3-0 by Napoli as well. And that wasn't obviously quite close together in pre-season. So it just goes to show that these are all games to get Liverpool ready. Um, and I understand there's a lot of stuff for Liverpool to, to fix, but results aren't the be all and end all as much as you you appreciate when you win when you beat Leicester 4-0 and then when you get beat 4-3 by Bayern doesn't feel as nice but it's all about getting ready and trying those things that in pre-season that they can um, maybe make a little bit better once it comes to Chelsea um, but yeah we can leave it there lad we've got another game on, on Monday so we can, we can try and do another one maybe in a couple of days I might try and do on this day tomorrow maybe if you if you fancy it see i mean see what's see what's going on um with the, the world of lfc history um but yeah thanks as always for jumping on man appreciate it
Yeah, no worries. I, it was nice to see you now when you're in, in holiday in France and just you know, enjoying yourself with your beers and I see all those photos you post and stuff. So it's just the way it is. You know, I'm, I'm not jealous at all. I'm just sitting here smiling, looking forward to work next week. <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's usually you though, isn't it? You're usually having a nice time and I'm like, oh, you bastard. So it's about time I had a little a little yeah. time um but yeah th- thanks for jumping on i appreciate it i know as like i always say thanks everyone for listening like it's always nice to see like i get like the alert through to say like um like the charts in the different countries and like when you see like it's been amazing in sweden recently like obviously christian jumping on with me helps with that with the with the with the swedish contingent jumping on and listening so we really appreciate what we've seen um jumps in like norway and ireland and just places like that where it still it still baffles me that people want to not not baffles me i suppose that's the wrong way but like it always like interests me like where people are listening from um and we always appreciate it and like i always say if you want to interact with us then please do on twitter and instagram at copy podcast if you want to dm us whatever comment on our tweets or or posts as it's now called it's not called twitter anymore is it fuck's sake um <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be twitter to me uh, but yeah appreciate it as always and yeah we'll see you all very soon appreciate it nice one i'm jamie carragher and you are listening to the cop eye podcast Podcast Network.